Hello, beautiful humans. Welcome to the Diaries of a Diasporian podcast, also known as DOD, a space where Africans in the diaspora get to share their stories and experiences. I do not think it's possible to even anticipate mm. the experience that one has when you don't know what you don't know and to know what i don't know just talk to different people <laughs> then i'll know i've realized you will never fit in you never fit in you'll always be different you're moving across the world yeah. in a new country where they speak the same language but in a very different way i don't think i would have pictured myself being in the u.s growing up and so basically it's almost home is moving on without you but you're also moving on without home the independence the financial independence yeah i think my biggest issue being in the u.s has been food money <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> It grows you so much, you learn so much. It's very tough at the same time, but all things considered, I would say it was worth it to come here. Oh. Welcome and enjoy. I'm your host, Joanne Dishir. Hello, lovely people. It's Thursday, so you know what that means. Another episode, another story, another guest. First things first, I want to thank you all so much for the overwhelming support and love that you've shown the podcast very grateful i'm so happy to see like a lot of you resonating to the story thank you for all the feedback all the comments let's continue growing the whole point of this is to have community listen to each other's story and feel like we're not alone so i'm really happy to see that already happening Thank you for everyone who's commented, listened, uh, followed the podcast on Spotify, followed our Instagram page, just seen listeners from across the globe. Thank you. That's all I can say. And just be here every Thursday to give you another story. Remember to share with your friends. Uh, you can also rate the podcast. For those who are new here, welcome. Welcome to the family. This is Diaries of a Diasporian podcast where Africans in the diaspora come and share their stories, share their experiences, and we all get to commune together. We already have episode one and two out. You can go back and listen to those. Uh, so for today's guest, she's called Lindsay. She's such a ball of energy. I really enjoyed recording this session with her you'll just listen throughout the episode you'll just see how she views life from such a positive lens so we went through school together and that's how we knew each other we worked together and right now we live in the same city we all live in new york and i'm so happy i got to experience college with her she's taught me so much as you can hear from the podcast and yeah Let's get to it. Karibuni and Lindsay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I mean, Joanne, what else am I supposed to add to that good introduction? We've been friends since college and we now work at the same company. Sometimes I forget we work at the same company because we never talk about work. (laughs) (laughs) So just like me, Lindsay also came here after we finished high school 
she came here for college. So just to be clear, because maybe I'm assuming, was that your first time you came? Yeah, no, that was the first time I came to the US. That was the first time I've left Kenya to go to another country. So that was my very first international trip, getting on a plane and traveling. I had my layover in the Netherlands and then I went to visit my aunt in St. Louis. I stayed with her for a month and then I came to school. I missed like five, the first, most of the first day of orientation, but that was my very first international trip. And I don't know how we figured out how to do the layovers, get on the next flight, having never been on a flight before. Also traveling alone, how was that for you? Because I know for us, we were three of us. I can't remember how we figured those things out, (laughs) but we figured out and I feel like there's always comfort in numbers. So I'm wondering how that was for you doing it by yourself. Actually, I don't remember exactly how I was able to figure it out. But for some reason, I was able to navigate myself through the airport. I know there was a layover in the Netherlands, I remember, because I was wearing a dress and tights and flat shoes. I think that was pretty comfortable traveling here, and I am glad. I was. Clearly, I didn't know what flying for like 15 hours meant. You said you came here after high school before that did you ever imagine that you were going to study abroad or even move out of the country yeah so i think when i was in primary school i don't think i actively thought about living in another country not sure if i ever thought about it but when i got to high school i was part of a mentoring program by a nonprofit called fresher sisters and because we used to have mentoring weekends at the beginning of every term and I got to talk to other people that were older than me and some of the people like the program coordinator she had lived in other countries so I started to talk to people who had lived in other countries and then the other students who had gone through the Precious Sisters program before and they came to the U.S. to study here and I and so we were given that idea if you perform well you could go study outside of the US so that was about like when I was a second year or my third year of high school and so I started to think about maybe I want to study in the US I want to study abroad like all the other girls that had gone to study abroad so it was about two years before that I started to think about the possibility of studying abroad but then it became real after I graduated and then I got a call from the program coordinators at Precious. So I was like, hey, it's April, come live in Nairobi, start the application process. So since you thought about it from high school, did you work towards it? And the reason I'm asking this is, did you now start preparing yourself starting Mm. from high school? in terms of oh this is what is needed so i'll do this and this and then once i get to the us <laughs> wow <laughs> some people are organized <laughs> You're not the me most organized person i know i i seem organized let's say i seem organized okay <laughs> i'll take the compliment thank you i'll take the compliment and you know may the gods of organized life <laughs> bless me yeah, you yeah. Trust hear me, me. Really have yeah I so honestly you could say that I was preparing for this opportunity but this is not what was happening what was happening was at the beginning of every term I'm going to report to my mentors 
what I have done over the course of the term, what leadership activities have I taken, have I in get gotten involved with, what, how are my academics, and what other extracurricular activities am I involved in? Because the program insisted on taking part in all those three things. And that, I mean, I would set goals as well when we meet them for the next term, what I needed to improve on, what I was working on. I took on leadership positions. I was tried to be involved in extracurricular activities, played netball here and there, but it wasn't necessarily because I knew that this is what was needed for an application for schools in the US. It was more for the program and the fact that I didn't want to disappoint my yeah. mentors and my sponsors. Uh, so it worked. It worked well. After high school, that's when I looked back and I was like, after high school, that's when I actually learned the process. I had no idea what was involved in an application. All I knew was you should perform well in school, then you will have the opportunity to apply for universities in the U.S. And at the end of the day, I mean, what was I going to show for being in school? So I, I worked hard in school and I was happy to see good grades in when I was in school. I mean, it made me happy. So you would say that I prepared for it, but honestly, indirect, indirectly. So, so you did that, you finished high school and started the application for coming to the U.S. How was that for you? Was it through a program? I know mm. some people do it independently. So yeah. How did you get to choose a specific college to yeah. go to? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I mean, my, my program, people who had gone through the Precious Sisters program before applied to join Zawadi Africa. And so I also was told apply to Zawadi Africa. I applied, I got into Zawadi and Zawadi taught us the application process and I was with other people well, I would say with other girls my age who are also applying. So I think that motivation of having 50 other students who are all trying to go for the same thing, that's how I got to learn about the process. And it was through the guidance of Zawadi that I got to learn what I needed to do. And they also chose the school for me. They asked us to come with a list of 10 schools to apply to. I gave them my schools and then they came back to me and they were like, I think Bryn Mawr would be a great school for you to apply to. I had never heard of Bryn Mawr before. Mm -hmm. And first of all, I looked at it and I was like, a women's college? <laughs> like, I was like, a girl's, I just went to a girl's <laughs> high school. Why are you trying to make me go to a women's college? Because I didn't, ha I didn't understand like college in the US is different. It doesn't feel like I am, I'm not in a girl's high school. It yeah. was completely different. Yeah. So I went, I mean, I think I pushed back. I was like, I'm not sure if I want to, I don't want to apply to Brynmore, blah, blah, blah. And they came back to me. No, they pushed back. They were like, Brynmore would be good for you. So I decided to take time and think and look at the application, look at Brynmore, do research on Brynmore. Okay. And then I realized, I felt like it was actually the perfect fit for my story at the time. Mm -hmm. And so it was a very easy, not it was an easy essay to write, but I would say the story was was a good fit. The story was a good fit to apply to Bryn Mawr. And so I applied to Bryn Mawr for my early decision and I got in and, 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 um, and, 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 and having, and, and that the rest is history. The fact that I came to Bryn Mawr, I'm actually thankful because I had a very positive experience there. I feel like if I had to choose again, I would still go to Bryn Mawr. I mean, hoping the three of us, <laughs> hoping my other Kenyan cohort who's gonna be there. <laughs> applied you came here it's like oh now i'm in the u.s yay i'd like you to use like three words to describe how your experience so far has been 
my experience like, after college or even mm. during co- like just your experience from the moment you moved from mm. Kenya I'm trying to think of three words that I can describe it <laughs> my mind sentence. is so blank but I will try first or maybe I'll go for a sentence first this is this has been an eye opening experience and this has been a fun experience and this has been I think I'll say a discovery I'm discovering myself Did you have any expectation or like an idea in mind of this is I know this is what the US sees and this and if this is the US this is like how my experience will be I had no expectations I wasn't watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine honest I wasn't even watching Friends or any big American shows I honestly I, I trying to recall I don't remember having any expectations I just knew America is great. That's it. Those literally my only expectations. Even going to Bremore, I had no expectations of what to expect. It was just I'm going to school, I'm excited. I have a good school to go to. So everything was just amazing because I had no expectations. I I remember I had a great time during my first semester in college. Everything was so different. I think I was a lot more social than I am right now <laughs> during that first semester. We talk about that because mm. even in our group set, you are usually very good at connecting with people. I feel like for me personally, I find comfort in maybe spaces that I don't have to go out of myself that much but i feel for you and this is one thing i really admired about you in your freshman year you were able to make friends with a lot of people you were able to interact and connect with so many people that were not necessarily in our yeah. circle so would you like explain how that has been for you in school and even after school because i think you make so many good connections i i'm not sure if the the there were all great connections i think they're all good connections i i'm not sure what happened but because of the spaces that i was involved in for the example i joined the finance club I went to events being hosted by international students. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I made friends with mostly international <laughs> students. So I'm not sure where yeah, too. from other countries. I think that still is pretty much in our comfort zone because we all are coming in with a similar experience. It wasn't too much out of my comfort zone. I think it's because I was going to events or going to things planned for different social groups. And so I think I would connect with people through that experience of going to different events and not being in my dorm room i think i was really excited to go to different things i don't think i was super self conscious back then mm-hmm. i think the older i get the more self conscious i've become i don't think i'm quite as social as i was back in the day no i think i, I want to be as social as i was but i'm not sure maybe that's just my perception that i'm not quite as social as like i was back are, in the day maybe like you are in a different way but you still are well, sometimes when someone says like social it's maybe assume like you're all the loudest person in the room or you're mm. just planning parties and all that <laughs> Well, yes, that is social. I feel like another part of being social is it's like you are open to trying out new things. If there's an event, trust Lindsay is gonna be in that event. 
Yes. Half of the events I've attended in New York, you're the one who invited <laughs> me to. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, we don't even know anyone here. And you're like, oh yeah, let's go. And we go and it's amazing and we make good friends. And sometimes that's something in the past I wouldn't just do. I would only go to an event or something if I know at least two to three people that I know are going to be there. But you, you go to these spaces to just, and maybe you're even just going to the event to just see what is mm-hmm. happening. But through that, you get to make so many good connections, many good friendship opportunities. Also opportunities. You are a powerhouse of resources. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you are, because every time I need something, I always call this because she always knows something like you and even this is a question I had for you yes I feel like back at home it's easy to know things but coming to a new space new country I don't even know how things work here it's like how do I even pay for my phone how do i <laughs> sign up for this thing things are completely different in a new country i feel like i'm still very green in some of the things because i'm like oh how even taxes die how i like the basic basic things sometimes go over my head but for you you know even more than people in this country first of all how has that been for you navigating a new country and still like knowing all these resources and making yourself aware of all these opportunities and things accessible to people like us international i being resourceful that's a it's a hell of a compliment thank you (laughs) this is our resource queen right here everyone in lindsay's circle knows and she's a sharer that's the good thing so (laughs) we benefit through her I don't know where she digs this information and resources, but she'll just randomly send us, oh, here's like something I found. Do you guys want to join me? And sometimes we bail and yeah. we still go, but I feel like all the time I've gone, it's, I've met such amazing people. It's just always good vibes and helpful even for me because sometimes I get out of there with information that pretty much changes a lot uh yeah well <laughs> thank you first of all for going to events with me here in new york <laughs> because i would have been going to a lot of events all by myself if you didn't yeah. if you didn't say i don't know how i think i randomly find things or i speak to somebody and then they tell me oh this is happening here this is happening there and then i know some events are happening i come to you guys for social events you guys know what's happening socially but resource wise i think going back to college i start i think i just noticed that in the u.s at least from my personal experience and because of going to Bradmore where people are nice in general i think folks are willing to just help and i was and i think maybe part of like my prepare for your career i was told several times reach out to people reach out to people reach out to people and then slowly by slowly i just found myself reaching out to people and maybe i cultivated that muscle of talking to different people going to different events i feel like first of all when i was in college i wanted to do different things 
first of all, because I needed to have something on my resume. And then that's how I started to discover different resources. And over time, I think I tried to join Brandon's group chats. People are talking about this. I join it. I'm mostly observing, mostly listening. And that's how I find out that things are happening. I join random group chats. I go to some events or sometimes like I volunteer for different initiatives at my workplace or yeah I don't even know I just happen and then I randomly I'm scrolling through the chat and then I see an event here and there and then I decide to go and then I share it with you guys so resources wise there are there's a ton of free resources in the U.S. and we we should use them because we pay a lot of taxes. We do pay <laughs> a lot of taxes. So how would you say then, how has that helped your experience in the U.S.? First of all, the most important component of me coming to the U.S. was go graduate from college, find a good job. So that's 80, I feel like 80% of my reason for being in the U.S. was go to college, graduate with a good job. So most of the events that I went to, most of the workshops that I signed up for, I think most of them were driving me towards having things to have on my resume and then being able to apply for internships so that I can get full-time offers. And so I think for me, the most important part has been, I would say that it has helped me find the right jobs and work in a space that I'm working in. Even right now, I work in venture capital and I did not know anything. I knew I wanted to work in finance before, but I never knew I wanted to work in VC. And then I joined a club on campus about finance. And then during one of our meetings, we talked about this class called Impact Investing Mm -hmm. in Haverford College. And then I decided to try to enroll to that class because that class is difficult to get into. They only take like 12 to 14 students. Mm -hmm. There's a long waiting list. So I reached out to the professor expressing my interest and then I enrolled to the class and I got in and that's how and then that's how I discovered wow I really like working with founders I like working on ideas and that's how I knew this is something that I would really want to do full time and so when I went and then I got my finance internship by just doing coffee chats and talking to different people during my internship I discovered this specific group exists within the company that I like working at let me let them know I'm here so when they're hiring they know that I'm here and so that's how I ended up recruiting for this role even if if I hadn't actively recruited for this role I wouldn't be doing this role I would be working in a different finance team and I probably still be happy but I'm so much happier doing something that I like and working in the space that I like and being able to know that I can grow my career I talk about it because I'm happy to go and work in a place where I feel happy. I don't want to just log in. I could just log into my job, do my job, log out and forget about it. But it's good to feel like it's an extension of, it's actually something that I like doing. So for me, that's been the biggest impact in terms of talking to different people and then discovering things that I didn't know exist, exist. So the main thing that I've learned here is you don't know what you don't know and to know what i don't know just talk to different people (laughs) then i'll know what do you really miss about home 
well, where where should we start? I miss I I miss being able to see my family whenever I want to see them. I really do miss that. I think we take that for granted. I also miss the weather. I think oh, the weather. The weather. The weather, the winter, I think there's a seasonal depression that comes with the it winter. Is. And the first time, like, you <laughs> never, or how was it for you? I, I probably We it. didn't notice the first time because we were in school, we were taking classes. I know, you're just like, we were just. Why don't I yeah. go out and right. do you, things? Because it's cold. Because it's so cold. I didn't know that. And I think. Senior year is the time when I realized the most there's a shift in my mood during the winter. How would you say coming to the US by yourself because your family, your like your immediate family is not here, has impacted your independence? I love that question. I love that question because I do not for a single minute regret the times when I used to go to the library to study for the SAT. Or the times when I used to sit on my laptop and write the application essay or brainstorm how to write the application essay, watching, like reading templates of application essays, editing my own essays. I do not regret a single minute of that because I could have been doing fun things, but I was doing that during the year after I finished high school. And looking at the independence I have right now, mm. being able to have my own apartment, being okay. able to live in New York, the greatest city in the world, <laughs> being able to, if I wanted to go travel right now, mm. I can look at flights and go wherever I want to travel to, mm. obviously cost in mind. But <laughs> the independence, yeah, the independence has given me so much happiness. That gives me so much happiness. Like I get to determine what my life is gonna look like. And also the fact that I feel like I have opportunities for growth. I know that it's going to get better tomorrow and I believe that it's gonna even get better tomorrow. The independence is only gonna increase. Yeah. Feeling that freedom that I feel and that freedom that I have right now, it just makes me so, so, so happy. It makes me so happy that I made that sacrifice for nine months to work towards an application and I I just I cannot express how grateful I am being able to to live in an apartment that I want to live in and eat the foods that I want to make smoothies every morning if I want to eat super healthy food if I want to go to the gym whenever I want to well you know, obviously, let's keep in mind that I'm working nine to five, but from a reasonable perspective that being able to do things that I want to, to do, I'm just really happy, really grateful for having that component of luck in addition to working towards it. Yeah, because most of us come here, we know nothing. We were so used to having like a support system. Yeah. It's hard to have one immediate we have created a support system for ourselves yes in our different spaces but that also builds a lot of your independence 
knowing or unknowingly. It's amazing that you talk about the support system because you guys, all of my close friends moved to, we all moved to New York together. And I don't think we realize how lucky we are. And I am really grateful for this because I didn't come to New York and then start forming new friends. Yeah. I didn't have to experience that culture shift of going to a new city and starting from scratch. Yeah. Even Bryn Mawr, I think the reason why I didn't feel like I missed home so much was because when we came here as Kenyans, it was almost like a natural extension of, wow, these other, these other three Kenyans, they are my friends by default. Yeah. And we were here, we are like supporting each other and we've continued to support each other. And I really, really am so thankful because when I came to New York, I focused on going to work. I wasn't proactively trying to make friends, right? Yeah. I was more focused on, okay, so I'm in New York. Well, I know I have my friends. So let me go to work, make connections, meet new people, meet different people. But I didn't have to feel that loneliness because there's a lot of loneliness when you live in a big city, just living yeah. in a different city and you don't know anyone. Don't know anyone it can be it's exhausting and some of our friends have experienced going to a new city on their own yeah. and it's tough it's yeah, not easy so i am just thankful that thankful to even realize that we have supported each other and helped each other continue to be strong after school yeah when you think of home what comes to mind for you right now Home means family. I think when I think about home, I think about my family, family. instantly yeah. because I would say I have some close friends from high school, but then because high school wasn't a time to discover myself personally. It's been college and post-college that I've gotten to know myself personally. And so you guys have become my close friends. So when, it, when I think about friendship, I think about where I am today and the people that are around me and my close friends from high school. But then whole Kenya means family for me more than it means friendship or more than it means anything else because I never knew who I was when I was in Kenya. It's during this number of years that I've been here that I've started to discover who I am. And I appreciate that I have the privilege to even discover myself, explore my emotions, how I react to people, why I do the things that I do and so forth. So when it comes to discovering myself and growing, this is where I am today. But then Kenya means family to me. Okay. So, when yeah. you, so home to you translates to family with Kenya. Yeah. I actually, I don't think I've thought of my apartment as my home, but then if because you if we people always think, are, we always think oh miss kenya. kenya and then we live here then living this here is living but when people at work ask me what are you doing what are you i'm working from home i work i say i'm working from home so many days and what's home my apartment what do you like most about being at diaspora or someone <laughs> why do i what do i like the most about being in the diaspora i feel like i already because i think you know my answer you know my answer is the independence the independence to do what i want the financial independence and being myself being who i want to be honestly that's the thing that i like the most i think the other thing that i also like about being here is 
I've gone to meet so many wonderful people, people that we see the world in the same way. I didn't even know I see the world in a certain way. I think if I had just stayed in Kenya, I would see the world differently than I do right now, because right now I see the world differently. I want to focus more on humans are humans, caring, caring for people, being there for people. I just want to focus on the positive side of life, right? So that's my perspective right now. So I, I like the independence. I like the fact that I get to experience different things and get to meet different people. And I think the older that I'm getting, the more that I'm meeting people who are interested in similar things that I am, people who are excited to work hard, people who are excited to do things, initiatives on their own, and that inspires me. I like to be inspired by the people around me. And you, John, you're inspiring me with what you're doing right now. And I really, I think it makes me feel great. It doesn't make me feel bad for dreaming big. If you could go back and do it all over again, first question, would you do it? And set a follow-up is, would you change anything? Would I do it again? A hundred percent, like I said, and <laughs> I would like five hundred. Five hundred. I mean, a thousand, a thousand percent. <laughs> I would go through the same experience that I have, and I say that because, to be honest, most of my experience has been positive, and I've had support systems around me. Yeah. So I would one hundred percent do go about life the way that I go about life. I mean, there were times I wish I don't wish to have lived through, which was like, for example, when I was applying for internships, and you're just getting rejections upon rejections or not hearing back that was a difficult time that was a difficult time for sure like i wouldn't want to go through that experience again but most of the experiences i'm really happy and i would relive these ex these experiences again nice. yeah i'm happy would you change anything let's see would i change anything <laughs> i i mean yeah like let's remove the struggle let's remove the applying to many places let's remove the confusion of moving to new york and taking the subway in the opposite direction <laughs> oh the transport system i wish when i came here somebody explained to me in a visual way how the transportation system worked here because I had trouble understanding, like looking at the trains on the map, even when we were at Bridmore, I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't get my head around because lines are crossing across each other. It, I mean, it, it's, it's all schedule. It's yes. Because back at home, <laughs> I literally get out of the house and I know a mat is going to pass any time. I don't have to check at the schedule. Yeah. It's nice, but also like, since it's very scheduled, if you miss one thing, you, like there's, you can be stopped anywhere. You yeah. Have to go to the next stop, and the next stop can be an hour. Yeah, you never. Oh, you know, there was like, uh, one time. <laughs> I accidentally went to Stamford, Connecticut. No, no, no. What? I got on the train. I was supposed to go to Stamford. They were supposed to go to New Haven. I was trying to go to New Haven, uh -huh. but I got on the wrong train, and it was going to Stamford, Connecticut, and it was an express train, and I just had to go, and then I was lost, and it was so random, and it was at night. My friend had to come and pick me up. So as we close, if you could go back in time, and talk to the young Lindsay who has just landed in this new country. What would you say to her? Lindsay, young Lindsay, you just landed into the country. Just be who you are. Mm -hmm. Because I think 
the Lindsay that landed into the country at that time, she was curious mm -hmm. about everything. She also had no expectations. Mm -hmm. And that curiosity to just see the world, because things are so different, mm -hmm. they allowed her to go for opportunities that she wanted, make friends with people from all over the world, try different foods. Mm -hmm. That's how the current Lindsay knows <laughs> that she enjoys foods from different parts of the world or she doesn't enjoy this and that type of food. Mm -hmm. So I will say that I think the Lindsay that came to the US mm -hmm. was curious. She was curious, she was adventurous, mm -hmm. and she just wanted to explore. Mm -hmm. So just be that person, Lindsay, because where you are today mm -hmm. is great. And that's because of who you were a few years ago. Nice. So, Lindsay, continue being Lindsay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Lindsay, continue being that Lindsay right. and grow further. <laughs> well, that's nice. That's yeah. Great. And then uh, the last question as we close, this is just a fun one. Do you have a favorite song, quote, poem, or anything from home? that you'd like to share with the rest of the world? Something that you think, oh, other people in other countries should know this. I know we read this as a set book. For what a <laughs> set book is. <laughs> yes, so a set book is a required reading uh -huh. that you read in high school and you will read it for maybe two years or all four years and then yeah. it's part of the curriculum for pretty much your entire life in high school yeah and everyone writing. in the country reads the yes. same book everyone in the Which country reads amazing. the same no, book okay, right now when i think about it it's amazing because i don't think i don't know if in the u.s there's something mm -hmm. of the sort because right now if i talk to any kenyan I, during my age group because I yeah. think the book changes every few years every, yeah so people in our cohort, cohort. Or age group they know this one book that we all yep. read yes and it was like and you have to know it inside, inside out because they're gonna <laughs> ask you a random line out of that book and yeah like, where is this word where is where it? is it oh my god what was that i, I know what, what we, was i even for there's literally a 300 page book they yes. pull a line and you have to know exactly the context where it is, who said those things why are they being said? Yeah. If we went through that, I think we can go through anything in this world. <laughs> I even forgot that was that. Okay, sorry. We digress. The set book? The set book. So there's the book called The River and the Source. Uh -huh. I love The River and the Source. I'm so happy that was our book. I know. I feel like everyone in their cohort, I usually like, I'm so happy this was our book. Because yeah. Because, but for ours, I loved I it. I loved it. I loved it. Oh, you'd recommend people to, leave, to read? Yes, yes, yeah. I would recommend right. people to read River in the Source. There's just generation of vibrance. I admired mm -hmm. Akoko for the woman she was. I enjoyed that book so much. True. Yeah. yeah. That one, like, yes, it was a sad book. I'm like, oh, I need to cram this. But it was also such a nice story to just read. Yeah. Okay, so everyone go read River in the Source by Margaret Ogola, right? Yes, by Margaret Ogola. Mm -hmm. Recommendation. Yeah, I need that recommendation too. Um, okay girl thank, thank you for coming to the podcast hopefully you'll come back again i was i'm so glad i'm so glad to have been to just have been part of this podcast 
Thank yeah. you for inviting me and I <laughs> I hope the topics that we discuss are going to be interesting <laughs> in the stories that we shared. And that's it for this week's episode. Thank you all for listening till the very end. Uh hopefully you've learned from Lindsay's story. You've enjoyed just even listening to her energetic self. Utilize all the resources available to us guys. Uh make sure there's so many resources out here available to us people in the diaspora as you've listened to Lindsay's story. Make sure you utilize all those resources. Don't shy away from going to different events, different settings because this is where you will get the information that you don't even know you need. And until next time, see you. Have a lovely weekend wherever you are in the world. Um just sending you good vibes and remember again to follow our Spotify page, follow our Apple podcast. We are also now on Google Podcast for those who want to listen through that. And we have an Instagram page, so make sure to follow that too. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think of the episode. And until next time, goodbye.